boys welcome back episode 116 of the booth review podcast week four nfl pick them we come back here on this beautiful sunday morning to torture ourselves once again and go a mediocre 500 for a third week in a row so if you didn't want to listen to this hour plus long episode i can save you some time and say we'll probably go eight and eight this week um here with seth as always seth how's it going Doing all right. A little bit tired. Woke up for the eight o'clock in the morning start for the F1 race today. And uh, because water, they delayed by an hour, which then really didn't do much because the track stayed wet the entire race. So in reality, they could have just done the race from when it was. But yeah, so I got up at eight o'clock just for the race to get delayed by an hour. And then it just finished you know, 15 minutes ago or so. But it's, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, we're, we're grinding. Grinding feels like the, uh, the optimal word there. I, I, uh, I definitely can sympathize with that. Um, you said you had one thing you wanted to go over. Is there anything specific you wanted to discuss with the TBR community? Yeah. Um, what the fuck is going on with Masters of Sports betting? Can we just complain about this for a second? <laughs> like, what the, what? <laughs> <laughs> like I genuinely don't understand like what is happening because I, I might not bet this weekend and that's like a really? crazy statement yeah because just, it's just <laughs> I, I can't win and it's not because I don't know what I'm talking about it's not because I don't watch every NFL game or you know over the summer every MLB game like I watch sports all the time it's all I do I think I think betting is just messed up <laughs> what's your take on it I mean <laughs> well no my, so my issue is that they they did this vote months ago right like it's been multiple months since they legalized it mm-hmm it's just that they're all dragging their feet about figuring out these licenses. Like, I don't understand how they managed to legalize it without having some of these details like hammered out. Like to me, right. If you got to a point where like, like to me in this whole process, if we got to a point where we were legalizing it, it should be, it got legalized. And in the next two weeks, they announced how many licenses there were who's getting the licenses and then opened up the sports books. Mm-hmm. Like it seems ridiculous to me that they would put the law in place and then still have stuff to figure out and deliberate about. I see it's just entirely, it makes zero sense to me. It, it's not like they are going to be struggling to find sports books because DraftKings literally is headquartered in They're Boston. here, so you'd get them. Yep. FanDuel is very active in the area. DraftKings might I add sponsors the Bruins. Like when you show up to a Bruins yeah. game, there's a DraftKings sportsbook advertisement on the on the wall. Um the Barstool Sportsbook according to Dave Portnoy, has been guaranteed a license. So apparently they've already like talked about there because w- w- literally the day it got legalized, Portnoy posted and was like, I promise you we're coming. Like it's, yeah. so he said that they, they're in. Um, and then 
do you really need more than a three i mean like i guess in theory they could get like the mgm one and then like whatever yeah they probably could get like bet mgm but yeah like like you're saying you have all the top dogs in sports books right now would be here DraftKings probably being number one i would say in terms of just popularity I, I, i would assume yeah yeah but yeah, it's just it seems entirely ridiculous to me that we're sitting here right now, two months later, as if and that's the thing, like I would understand it to an extent if they were the first state to do this. But sports betting has yeah. been legalized for so long, and in so many states immediately surrounding the Massachusetts area that I don't I just genuinely can't believe that they can't come to a consensus on this thing. No, I, it's crazy to the trail of events because even before it was legalized, there was something that came out like in the spring that said, or maybe it was even earlier than that, that said that it was passed and now has to go to the vote or something. So we had the trail of events that was like, oh, this, you know, there's a good sign. Like, there's no way it's not going to be voted on now. So it's passed basically means it's going to be legalized like in the near future. And then in my mind, I thought, OK, all they need to do is vote on it and then boom like we're legal we can we can sports bet in mass and then they did in like that was like summer right like right before summer or it was not that it was at the very it was towards like the middle or end of the summer yeah it was not that long ago that they legalized it here and i was like perfect and then we started hearing september 1 as the first date that would be like open or whatever which i don't understand why they even why there's another trail of events it's like it's not legalized like you legalize it but it's still not legal here um and now I don't I don't know the jurisdiction of like if there is any sort of legal form of sports betting here. Like, can you walk into Encore and place a bet in there if you're like over 21? I don't or think no? so. I'm pretty everything that I've seen says that we're not going to see retail or online sports betting until 2023. Yeah. So then it's not legal here. Like, no. why would you legalize it just to wait until like next year? It's so stupid. Um and this thing is they're arguing about there's still like question marks surrounding i think like the the buy-in to get the license and the revenue sharing between the sports book and the state and you know this this and that and like the sports books themselves have to donate a certain amount of money because the whole issue to begin with was that they felt as though they were going to be you know they said the you know, the, the Massachusetts state lottery, because, you know, the lottery is, you know, a huge money thing as far as yeah. taxes go. Um, you know, it, it, that makes X amount of money for the, um, you know, the state. And they were worried that having sports betting come in was going to somehow make it be less money. Like they thought it was going to take money away from the lottery. Yeah. And if you ask me, that makes zero sense because, well, for really two reasons. First off, I think that there are a lot of people who do not play the lottery that are going to sports bet. Um, like, I personally have never bought a lottery ticket in my life. I never had a reason to. Um, and then secondly, like, I don't think that like in the event that someone did stop using the lottery and instead went to doing sports betting, I think you're going to be spending more money sports betting 
And in theory, if the tax amount was the same, then like I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't understand what the you know what the holdup is. I don't I don't know how they wouldn't get the the right amount of money because you know when you think right. about it, right? Like they get the money on the sports betting no matter what. Because if you win and you take out the money, you pay taxes on whatever you win. And mm-hmm. if you lose, the sports book makes money and the sports book pays taxes on whatever they make. So yeah. the, the 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 state wins literally no matter what. Like there is zero zero negative effect here for the state and i don't know why they're dragging their feet and why this is something that's taking so long it's crazy and to think about like you said like the amount of money that they could be making off of this especially in this state knowing the the climate of not only sports fans in in massachusetts but of you know most likely sports gamblers or just gamblers in general um i mean you saw how successful encore was when they like first opened and continue to be and that's strictly a casino. If you were to open everything like online sports books and in Encore up to sports betting, um, like I, it's just it's an unfathomable the amount of money that you probably would be making. Like the fact that the state hasn't expedited this process and it's actually doing the complete opposite. It's absurd to me. I don't know when we're going to start sports betting in Massachusetts. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I have the same thoughts about it. Um and like I said, I don't think I'm going to be betting today. I think I'm taking the day off, um, which is absurd for me to say. Absolutely absurd. But you know what? When you get into the realm of pick them, it is like betting in a sense. Although we're not like, you know, betting money on this. It's like I kind of tend to care more about the picks anyway. Um, at least that's like my my betting insurance, which Lynch and I were talking about that the other day. Like, you know, even if my bets lose, I was like, oh, I've got pick them right. So like. I might as well take the day off, reassess, try and do well on Pick'em, and um, and just kind of focus on that. Before we get into the Pick'em, though, I have another non-football-related question to ask of you. Okay. As someone who – you're a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy, too, but when my team's out of it, I stop giving a shit. Uh, and they've been out of it since April. So why should I give a fuck about the Aaron Judge thing? Um – it's it's just unprecedented. So, so the, the thing with Aaron Judge, right, is that a lot of people who aren't as knowledgeable about baseball won't know the name Roger Maris, right? So Roger Maris set the American League home run. Yes, and um, this I he know. Had 60, he has 61 home runs. But Roger Maris was never really considered to be the home run king because he did this in – a time after they expanded the schedule. So there, I, I don't remember how many games there used to be, but the amount of games there became was the 162 game schedule that we now have. I, as far as I know, right. But whatever it was. So Babe Ruth originally had the record hit 60, right. Then Maris comes along and hit 61, but was never considered to be a, um, you know, a true home run champ simply because of the fact that he did it in a longer season than Babe Ruth had the opportunity. Right. Um, so that is why Roger Maris was never really considered to be the home run um, king as far as individual seasons go. But then, into the 90s, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa 
in the same year, both crush Roger Maris's record. They go on to hit tons of home runs. Then enter 2001, I believe, as far as um, uh, Barry Bonds goes. Um, and a, yes, so 2001, Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs, right? So Roger Maris's record has been broken six times. Um, Sammy Sosa has done it three times. Mark McGuire did it twice. Uh, McGuire was the first man to hit 70 in 98, and then Bonds comes along and hits 73 in uh, 2001. So for the non-baseball fan, you sit there and you hear that and you think to yourself, um, how does that make any sense? Like, why are we talking about this, right? Well, the answer to that is Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds all have steroid questions. Right. These are things that they um, Sosa, if I'm, um, I'm trying to think, Sosa might have tested positive at some point. They were all in that report that came right. out, like the big report, not the A-Rod one. But it was before that, that had yeah. bonds. Sosa McGuire. McGuire goes and testifies in front of Congress about it and basically yes. admits to taking steroids. I watched that 30 for 30 with Sammy Sosa and McGuire yeah. long gone summer. Sammy Sosa's never admitted that he did, but like did test positive, but still won't admit it. Um, and we did a podcast about this way back and I made fun of Sammy Sosa for like an hour. It was hilarious. Um, and Barry Bonds, I don't know his situation, whether he's admitted it or not. But it is generally agreed upon that all three of them took steroids. Yes. If you've ever looked at a photo of early career Barry Bonds and then 2000 on Barry Bonds, you will understand what people talk about. And by the way, this wasn't just some like Al Jazeera report. This was like a federal investigation that yeah. went on. Um, and so you might ask, okay, so then, you know, why were they never suspended? Well, this was before steroid testing was a thing in the major leagues. So now enter Aaron Judge who this year has hit 61 home runs. Um, He's only got four games left to hit 62. Um, But as of right now, he is tied with Roger Maris uh, in 17 less play appearances uh, with 61 home runs. And so the, the, the reason why you should care about this is, well, Assuming that Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run, which I think he's got a very strong chance of doing, well, he would be effectively the home run king. Now, it depends on who you ask about this, but if you ask me, steroids invalidate your records. And to me, Aaron Judge will have the single greatest home run hitting season of all time. And so by hitting 62, he sets the American League record by extension to the NAF, the, um, the Yankees record as a team, right? Because Roger Maris was on the Yankees. Um, but in, in effect, Aaron Judge will have hit more home runs than anybody who played the game the right way. And that's why this is significant. That's the best explanation I've heard so far. So congrats. Um, I'm going to quote Robbie Carpentier, who I invited on the show, but I don't think is awake yet. So didn't text me back. Um, I was talking to him about this the other night because in my opinion, I, I know the home, the record to be Barry Bonds. And I knew before Barry Bonds came along for it to be Sosa McGuire. I understand that they took steroids, but to me, it's still the record. And 
for me, I was like, he's only breaking the AL record. I don't care that much about that. And I understand that like he technically is going to be the home run leader because he's, as we know right now, clean and like in all likelihood, he's clean. Um, Like he's not on steroids. I know that. But the worst argument I've heard is that baseball is two leagues, which I think I, I understand that like MLB is split into the American League and the National League. And it's like different. But people are like, you know, what I was comparing what's been going on to. And when I say what's been going on, I mean, college football Saturday, Alabama and Arkansas is cutting away from the game to watch the Baltimore Orioles pitch around Aaron Judge all day. That's what I mean. What's going on? You know, it was like the OJ car chase. Like we're going to live look in at the fucking Yankees and Orioles game. And they're like intentionally walking him every time. So like it, it, they're treating it in my opinion to be like this once in a lifetime historical event, cutting away from other sporting events to like give us a live look in at essentially nothing. In my opinion, he wasn't going to hit the home run yesterday. They wouldn't pitch to him. I don't think he's going to do it again in the next couple of games. If this continues, if they don't pitch to him, he's not going to hit a home run, obviously. Um, So what I saw as what's been going on is just a waste of time. Uh, And I've been pretty vocal about that on Instagram and whatever. And what I compare this record to is like the NFC passing record or the goal scoring record in the Eastern conference in the NHL, right? Like there's a whole, there's a league. There's a, there's a, there's a league with two conferences, two divisions, you know? And I understand that baseball is like different for some reason, even though it's like not there's the AL and the NL, but in my opinion, there's just one league and it's the MLB. But I actually am starting to change, not change my opinion on how I think it is, because I still think all of this is so stupid. Um, I agree hundred percent with what you said. Like that was the best way it's been put to me so far was that because they took steroids, technically the record should be invalidated. And as assuming he's clean, which we all are assuming he is, this is one of the best home run single season home run performances we've seen. I'm not discounting any of that, but I do take issue with the historic, like, Oh, we're going to cut away from primetime college football on a Saturday to show yeah. you absolutely jack nothing. Like to, I, to me, I feel like they're the trying cut- to make it a bigger deal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there, there's a proper amount of stock being put into how big a deal it is because it is a huge deal. I, however, agree with you. Like, if if Aaron Judge hit the home run, I would understand doing a multi-box cutaway. And showing and being it. Yeah. Like, and showing that, hey, Aaron Judge just hit this home run. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's stupid that they're they're cutting away from – from a primetime game to show Aaron, especially at the point where it's like, we've been seeing these teams pitch around and which bothers me to no end, by the way, I get that you don't want to be. No, you know, I, I understand it. You don't want to be, team. yeah. You don't want to be the pitcher that gave up the record. <laughs> fucking pair of balls. Oh my God. Just pitched to the guy. Like, honestly, try to get him out. Like, why are we just putting him on base? This is so dumb and annoying to me because it's like all right either let him beat you or beat him like like why why are we pussyfooting around the issue here like it's just fucking pitch to the guy there is it, it, it just it bothers me to no end and there's literally one time in mlb history that 
intentionally walking a guy who was dangerous like that made sense. And that was Barry Bonds when he was on the juice, which, by the way, he hit 73 home runs one time. Never hit 50. Literally never hit 50 other than the one year that he hit 73. Every year of his career, his highest was 46. Like, just... Just just think about that for a second and how fucking weird that is. Granted, he hit more home runs than anybody ever, but um the yeah, just the lost my train of thought. Yeah, just just fucking just think and so yeah, with, with with Barry Bonds, right? Buck Showalter as manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks intentionally walked Barry Bonds up two in the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded and got the next guy out. Mm-hmm. that's the only time that it ever made sense that it's ever worked out like just stop being assholes and let him try like this yeah i agree ridiculous. with that like i understand that there's gamesmanship involved and i understand that they don't want to be you don't want to be the team that gave it up and you don't want to be the guy i agree with you like if you're just if you're just not pitching to him so that he doesn't hit 62 that's that's like cowardly you know because again if it if he doesn't hit 62, which I'm almost fearful that this is going to happen because I think it would be worse if he stays tied with Maris at 61 and he just gets pitched around for the next four games, then everybody's going to say, oh, well, if he got pitched to, he would have hit more, yeah. which is almost going to be more annoying than him just doing it and giving right. Yankee fans the light of day. Like, I'll, I'd rather take that. Let him hit 62, 63, 64, whatever, and then we can have the debate about steroid, not steroid, whatever, but, like, at least let him get it. Because if he doesn't get it, then all we're going to hear is, oh, well, he would have gotten it. It's like, shut up. Like, you know, yeah, he would have, but just well, give him the fucking pitch, you know? And here is the small side story that as a Red Sox fan, you should actually really be rooting for him to break this because if he breaks this record, granted, he's already going to get a fuck ton of money, but if he breaks this record, he's really going to get a fuck ton of money. And you know who's being really stingy right now? The front office of the New York Yankees. And so, you know, what could very possibly happen this offseason? Aaron Judge does not sign with the New York Yankees and signs instead with either the Mets or the Red Sox, either one of which, as a Red Sox fan, you should be rooting for because it would be massively humiliating to the Yankees to either, A, have their biggest rival take their best player because they were too stingy, or B, have the team that they have been calling a small market, big market team for the last 60 years end up taking the guy off their hands. Either one of which would be hilarious. Now, granted, as a Mets fan, I'm not sure that I necessarily want him just because we need the money for other things. Like, I love Aaron Judge. I think he's an unbelievable baseball player. I just don't think it's smart for the Mets to go after him. That's all I have to say about that. Um, I I like the sound of that. Grant, you know, I have my feelings about, look, look, I hate all Yankees players, right? When you're playing for the Yankees, I guy like Rizzo love him right I think he's I think he's good for baseball but he went to fuck him when he's on the Yankees you know that's all that'll always be my opinion of baseball players is I hate them when they play for the Yankees you go elsewhere and then I, I come back around but I again I don't know if we necessarily need Aaron jo- I mean maybe we do after the season we just had but like you're saying I don't know that we need him like I think we're a very capable team uh granted we made some I don't know maybe we do who knows 
But the Sox um, need to focus on their starting pitching. Oh yeah, we don't it's have any. <laughs> um, all pitching, really. We don't. Well, first of all, we don't have a closer, which is nice. We just kind of rotate relievers in and out of there. Um, I don't know. Different story for a different time. The last thing I'll say. About if if your <laughs> bullpen is bad enough that Hansel Robles has a spot, that's how you know that <laughs> something's not right. <laughs> We go through these roller coaster periods. Like we win a World Series, then we're the worst team in baseball, and then we'll come back next year and win the World Series, and then be fucking horrible again for like the next three seasons. And look, it's, every it's like year, the only that's happened. It's the only team that ever wins the World Series, and then immediately the next year is the worst team in baseball. It's insane. We win in 04, and then meh. We win in 07, and then meh for a while, and then we win in 13, and then meh for a few years, and then we win in 18, and now we've been meh. Um, and we had a decent run last season. I mean, granted, we got bounced uh, in the ALCS, but like that was a decent run. Um, so I wouldn't call last season a wash. Like we were literally a couple outs away from the World Series at one point. Um, so yeah, last thing I'll say about the Aaron Judge thing and just pitching out um, or just not pitching to him. I'd understand it if it was like a situation that the Mets were in, like playing against the Braves for the division, if it was like Yankees yeah. and blue jays or orioles right and it's like if the blue jays win they're gonna clinch the division obviously you're not gonna pitch to the guy who's got 61 not because you don't want him to hit it but because that could do damage to your chances to clinch the division like postseason seating whatever it may be but i agree i think if if you're like at this point the yankees have locked up the division and like we're not playing for anything other than watching him uh, break the record like they should be at least giving him a chance so that's all i'll say about that yeah i agree um all right, all right so yeah pick them um let me uh i took dolphins on thursday you took cincinnati or did you also take dolphins? i took cincinnati yeah you took i cincinnati. told you i couldn't bet against the the uh bangles and the white uniforms and the white yes. like everything was right. cool um, yes. I'm not, so I'm, I'm not including those in the records because it's a new week, but after three weeks, you are 23, 23 and one, uh, and I am 21, 26 and one. We both went, uh, okay. sorry, I won last week. I went eight and eight. You went seven and nine. Gotcha. So okay. week four, let's get into it. I took the Bengals. You took the dolphins and we both took the Vikings this morning in the, uh, yeah. Um, in the London game that is currently still happening. Um, yes. You can't bet it. Like the Saints are have nobody today. Michael Thomas out. Alvin Kamara out. Andy Dalton is yeah. starting. Like I got lucky, and that that was the one lucky thing about the F one race being so early is that I was awake early enough to take guys out of the lineup. Like Thomas yes. was, we knew he was out days ago, so he was already out mm-hmm. of my lineup. But um. Not in the TBR league, but in one of the other fantasy leagues I'm in. Um, I have Kamara, and so I had to pull him out of the uh, that would that screwed a lot of people. The London game because he was a late yeah. inactive, like hour before the game, and there was no yeah. indication that he wasn't going to play. Like he wasn't hurt leading up to this game. Everything um, I had seen was making it seem like he was going to end up playing. Yeah, like he was practicing. He traveled with the team, and then like an hour before the game, they're like he's out, and no one's awake. At, and most people aren't awake at eight in the morning to you right. know, see that news. And the game started at nine 30. I was saying this to Seth, like right before we got on the podcast, I don't think any NFL London game has ever been entertaining. And this one is a two point game right now in the fourth quarter. Like 
they're looking good. It's 16-14. It's not a bad game by any means. There's something about them playing in London and playing at the crack of dawn that's just boring. Like, this game is, like, makes me want to vomit. Like, what I don't understand is, like, all right, so this game started at 9.30, right? I think that because of, like, daylight saving stuff, they're only five hours ahead of us right now. Yes, um, I think so. So that means that this game started at, like, 2.30 local. Why the fuck couldn't we make this a, a 7 o'clock game? Have it start at 2. You know? Yeah. Like, like what... For what reason does it need to be a 3 p.m. game? I really don't understand. And also, like, if you're the NFL, obviously, you know, you're going to have a lot of Americans who want to make the trip and whatever. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of American people who live in, in London who end up, you know, just coming to the game. Right. Fucking Man City played Man U today in the Premier League. That game started at the same time this day. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck are we doing like like for what reason did we think it was a good idea to schedule this for the same day same time that man U is playing man city you think yeah, you're gonna get anybody over there the manchester derby and they're both good like yeah like i, I just don't understand and, and fucking like holland had a hat trick today too so like it ended up being a very good game so like i don't i don't understand why they thought this was a good idea like just make it a night game and i don't think i i'm assuming that they didn't play there yesterday but this is tottenham hotspur stadium they played against arsenal there was a north london derby yesterday i'm assuming it was probably not i would imagine it was at arsenal right that's my guess i didn't watch the game i'm an arsenal fan top of the table not a big deal but um i didn't watch but i'm assuming that they didn't play it there but i was just like whoa like imagine if they did That'd be crazy. Yeah. I think the NFL is going to London way too much now. It's like the Winter Classic in, in the NHL. It's happening way too much. They're, they're playing there again next weekend. Yeah, yeah. There are three London games this year. It's like yeah, the, it's the NHL now has the Winter Classic and like four Stadium Series games. Well, also the London games are only cool to the people that are there. It's no right. different to us. It, they're still playing on a football field. You wouldn't be able to tell the yes. difference. Like the Winter Classic, at least, is like, oh my god, they're playing hockey in the middle of the fucking mountains, or like uh, on this baseball field in the middle of March mm. in LA. Um, but like this, it's like if you were to just flip this game on, other than the fact that it's literally at the crack of dawn, you wouldn't be able to tell it's in London. It just looks like an NFL game. There's yeah. nothing special about it for the the television viewer this is a solely like in-person experience solely in-person yes. experience to me like it's it's no different it's it's not special it's always two like meh teams it's always like the jaguars seem to go over there the colts go over i feel like the vikings have been a couple times now saints maybe a couple times i don't know it's like and next week is it packers and giants like that's gonna be a fucking good game oh please um I don't know. That's my two cents on this game. That, that's the same <laughs> issue that we have with the fucking with the Winter Classic. Like, yeah. And, and like the Stadium Series games. Like, you're picking teams and like the Thanksgiving games, right? Like, nobody wants to watch the Cowboys play the Giants every year. Like, nobody, Do you know who's nobody playing nobody on Thanksgiving this year? Probably the Cowboys and the Lions. I don't know. Well, they're definitely probably playing, but there's a team in there that never plays on thanksgiving uh the jaguars 
the New England Patriots. Are we actually playing on Thanksgiving? We are playing the Thursday night football game on Thanksgiving. Which is actually I'm excited for. That's 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 one that they've hooked me. Yeah, but they're playing the Vikings. Like uh no, it won't be but a yeah, good it's, game. It's I think fucking we'll Bills Lions. That's gonna be a blowout. Well, no the Lions always play that. that 12 o'clock game. That's like their thing it, for some reason. Giants Cowboys. So that one's gonna be shitty because I don't well actually it'll be a shitty game, right but it'll be close. But it's yeah, not gonna I be a guess. good game. It's not gonna be like, oh my god, this is a 30 to 30 shootout in the fourth quarter. It'll be like right. it'll be like this game. This is the weirdest yes. score I've ever seen. 1914. How do you arrive yeah. at that? Yeah, like that's it's gonna be like the the night, and we'll talk about this game when we get to pick them. It's gonna be like the Niners and the Broncos on Sunday Night Football last week, eleven mm-hmm. to ten. It was like a lacrosse score. That's what that game's gonna be. The Pats game will be the best game of the day. That'll be a good game, which hopefully yeah, will win. Theory, if they ever figure it the fuck out. Well, you don't think you're excited to watch week? Brian Hoyer play at four twenty five? When we Maybe get to we that game, remind me. I've got some. I've got some things to say about Brian Hoyer when we get to that game. But we'll 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 wait until then. So anyway, Vikings and Saints. We both have the Vikings, and they're yes, up right. by five right now with twelve minutes to go. Moving feels on. like a good start for us. Yeah, moving on to the one o'clock slate. Uh, the Jaguars are at the Eagles. Uh, Eagles favored minus two sixty over under forty four. Spread six and a half. Um, Jaguars are having a really good season. Um, so I kind of like them to cover the spread, but I'm going to take the Eagles here. Yeah. Um, the Jaguars are definitely surprising some people. I think I saw this, not this exactly coming, but I, I think I had them at six wins at the beginning of the season. I was like, they'll, they'll snag a couple games from some people. Um, James Robinson, I think I saw a stat that he's the only running back with a touchdown in every game so far. I think the he's the only player NFL. with a touchdown. Or the only player. Touchdown even, everyone, right? even better. Um, so, like, their offense has actually been really good. But I think the biggest surprise of the season, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now. They're the only undefeated team. Um, I'm big on the Eagles. I'm going to ride with the Eagles here. It Again, I, I will say that I think we're going to have a lot of differences today, actually. And at mm. the end, granted, I went 8-8 eight and eight last week. So, like, if I flipped on all those picks i still would have been eight and eight but the ones i got wrong on the podcast i said right before i picked that i thought i was gonna get yeah them. what was the what was the record of the like if you had done all the ones that you were like this is probably gonna happen this is gonna happen this is gonna happen I, if you well, had picked uh, all of those what was your yeah, record? i have it here i think so i got the ravens over the pats correct bills over dolphins would have been two and one two and two um, I think it would have been remotely the same just because I was 500. I think all the ones that I okay. did get wrong were the ones I like flipped on. But like I said before, I, I do this all the fucking time. I said, Bills, Dolphins, I think it's going to be an ugly game. It's a letdown spot for the Bills and the Dolphins might win. So I'm going to take the Bills. What a dumbass I am. I literally predicted the game perfectly and then just flipped. Like yes. I can't do that. So I'm not doing that today. I fully expect to have a bad week because I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to take some risks today. And one of those probably should be Jaguars over the Eagles. But as of right now, I can't pick against the only undefeated team in the NFL. The Eagles look too good. So I'm going to pick the Eagles. All right. Um, can we just say what an indictment it is on Sean Payton as a coach that Andy Dalton is starting this game over Taysom Hill? 
Like, I know that Sean Payton is not the coach anymore, but the yeah. fact that he kept Isabel around for so long and paid him so much money, and this man is not the starting quarterback for the Saints when Andy Dalton's starting the fucking game, that should be, like, oh, my God. That's insane. Um, Taysom Hill gets more snaps at QB when he's a third stringer. When Jameis Winston <laughs> starts games, Taysom Hill plays more snaps at quarterback than he would starting. It's insane. They put him in in such random snares, and I understand that yeah. that's like he, oh, he's a triple threat. Like he can play every position, but they literally they'll sometimes they'll just send Jameis to the sideline and be like, yeah, let's just go see what Taysom Hill can do because Jameis Winston has thrown five picks at that point. And five touchdowns. <laughs> and five touchdowns. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of, you just got uh, a touchdown. Oh, Jason Hill. <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's perfect timing. That is perfect timing. Please tell me it was like he took the snap under center. They just took the no, lead. No, it was a shotgun. They set up in the was wild. An- no, but was, was Andy? Yeah, was right. Left up. But he line, was he was the court literally nine guys in a three point stance and then just fucking win it. As I said it, he takes a snap at quarterback and gets a touchdown. The Saints have the lead. Wild. I love recording podcasts in the middle of games too. So much happens. <laughs> there we go. I, I just, oh my god. <laughs> but I agree with That's you. So yeah. Funny. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. On on to the next one. Bills Ravens. I think this will be a really good game. Bills are obviously favored. They're minus one seventy. Uh, spread is at three. I'll take the Bills here. I think they cover as well. I think it'd be weird if they, you know, I just think that three is an odd um, spread to me where it's like, I don't think they win this game by one or two. It's so rare that NFL games end within three points that like it's either going to be three point victory or four points or something like that. So I'll take the Bills spread because I feel like that just makes more sense. I'm going to take the Bills as well. Um, the letdown spot happened last week, and now it's time for a bounce back spot. Ravens coming off of a pretty convincing win over the Patriots in at what was a good game at one point, and then they kind of ran away with it at the end, um, thanks to Nelson Aguilar. Um, but uh, yeah, the Bills lost in an ugly one in Miami, and that s- psycho offensive coordinator was all over Twitter. That was so slamming his shit all over the place. Um, yeah, I think they bounce back. This is going to, this, I, I would say if I was betting this week, which I've already made it clear, I'm not bills team total over. I think they're going to run the score up. This game could hit the over too. It's, it's very reminiscent of the Miami Baltimore game that happened a couple weeks ago to me. I think both teams could hit 30 points. So yeah, give me the bills though. All right. On to the next bears at giants. Uh, Giants are minus 145, Bears plus 125, over-under set at 38 and a half, and the spread is two and a half. Um, I'm taking Bears here. Um, I hate the Giants refuse to pick them to win a singular game, even though they've won multiple. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, honestly, the Bears aren't that bad of a team. They just have a shitty offensive line, so. Yeah. Um, if I could pick neither of these teams, I would, because this yes. game fucking sucks. Um, we the put our ever picked for the tie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we put our faith in the Giants on Monday Night Football, and they came up short against a backup quarterback. So I'm a little soured on them right now. I did a lot of research on this game, and 
as of right now, I hate to say it, but the Giants are the better team. So I have to roll with the Giants. Ew. I wanted to pick Ew. the Bears so bad. So and like when I think about this game off the top of my head, I'm like, Bears are going to win this one. But like the Giants have just looked better. Um, and like you said, the Bears offensive line, yikes. Um, and I'm not a big believer in Justin Fields either. So I, I have to go with the Giants. <laughs> I hate to I hate to pick the Giants, but I have to do it again. Back to back weeks. Who would have thought? <laughs> All right. In a similar game of like, who the fuck am I supposed to pick here? Because I don't want to pick either one of them. Titans at Colts. The Titans are plus 165, Colts minus 195, over under set at 43, spread is four. Oh, I mean, I guess the Colts. I'm hoping for Jonathan Taylor to have a bounce back week. I'm fucking getting screwed in fantasy right now. Um, having taken him first overall instead of McCaffrey. Um, not that McCaffrey's really had that great of a year so far, but like, but I don't know. It's just like I was never going to take McCaffrey and had to take Taylor. Like it made sense to take Taylor and getting screwed. So yeah, but I don't like either one of these teams. I think they're both trash. Did you take Colts? Yes. Okay. Um, I gotta go with the Titans. I can't. I can't pick the Colts. I I ate my fucking words last week on the podcast about that Chiefs Colts game. I was all over that. I was like, "There's no way the Chiefs lose this game. Colts suck." Um, and then of course Vegas knew something, and the Colts came out and won. And I think this is a classic. Everybody's big on the Colts after that win. The fact that they're favored in this game is a fucking joke to me. Um. Mm. I, I, I'm gonna go with the Titans. Uh, the Titans historically have had the Colts number, and um, this is this is two mid quarterbacks playing against two, you know, exceptional running backs who are having mid seasons, and um, two mid wide receiving core, um, two mid defenses, two mid coaches. Everything about this game is mid. Um, so I'm going to pick the Titans because I picked them last weekend and they won. And I'm, I've always had a soft spot for the Titans. They're like, they're like what the Patriots aspired to be in like the mid two thousands, but like, they're not, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to be the Patriots, similar logo to similar colors. Um, and I like Vrabel, even though I don't think he's a great coach. I liked him here in new England and, uh, and I like Derek Henry. Um, Robert Woods plays for the Titans now. Apparently I like him. So, yeah, give me the Titans. All right. Um, in another game that I think is ridiculous uh, that this team is favored to win, Commanders – sorry, excuse me, football team at Cowboys. Redskins. Um, the Cowboys are minus 155, Commanders plus 135. Um, I think that's crazy. Uh, the Cowboys are a trash football team. Um and the commanders are also a trash football team, but they're less. Yeah, trash this week sucks, players. dude. I'm just realizing it's now this week is horrible. Yes. Yeah. So give me Washington here. Seth is taking the Redskins. Noted. Football team. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Like I said, I thought there was going to be a lot of division, and there is. Um, Cooper yeah, Rush. Because none of these <laughs> fucking games make sense. <laughs> Cooper Rush doesn't lose football games. I've come to find out he just doesn't do it. Um, <laughs> I I hate the Redskins. I do. I hate Carson Wentz. I think he's so bad. They're so they were so overrated coming into the season. Like oh, scary Terry Antonio Gibson. They're horrible. They're god awful. The fact that they beat the Jaguars that one game is like disgusting to me. Um, 
And the Cowboys, dare I say it, are better without Dak Prescott. They are better <laughs> without Dak Prescott. I don't know why there's something about him. He's probably one of the most overrated quarterbacks in football. Cooper Rush getting the job done. C.D. Lamb looks pretty good. Tony Pollard should be running back one. I got the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Tony Pollard is just having an unreal year for no reason at all. Literally would be um, an RB1 on any other team in the NFL except for the Cowboys. Pretty, pretty much. Um, all right, next game, Chargers at Texans. This one should be pretty easy here. Chargers are minus 250, spread six. Give me the Chargers. Don't expect the Texans to win any games. Yeah, I like the Chargers as well. That's it. All right, next game, I think we're similarly going to um, – Agree on this one. Uh, Seahawks at Lions. I think the spread and the money line is a little disrespectful here. It's uh, the spread is three and the Lions are minus 180. Seahawks plus 155. I got the Lions everything money line, spread, you name it. They're fucking, they're going to absolutely destroy the Seahawks today. I disagree. I'm on the Seahawks. Interesting. The Lions are without DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. So that renders mm-hmm. them pretty much useless. Yeah, on offense. but Williams is having a good year. So. Yeah, but I, I think your two biggest, in my opinion, your two biggest offensive weapons being out and Jared Goff still being your quarterback at the end of the day. I, I'm going to back the Seahawks in this one. I think the Lions are just too depleted. It'd be one thing if it was like the Packers or the Chiefs mm-hmm. without their running back one and the wide receiver one. I'd be like, all right, they're okay. They got Patrick Mahomes. They got other guys. The Lions are too poor of a team to have anyone step up and fill those gaps in my opinion um someone could could come out and surprise me today and then i'll be wrong but i don't know i look at this one and it's purely just an injury game for me i think it's gonna be a slog for the lions seahawks get it done coming off of a loss too um so yeah i'll take the seahawks all right. Um, yet another shitty game that I wish just like wasn't on the schedule. Uh, Jets at Steelers. The yeah, Steelers are minus one sixty five. The Jets are plus one forty. The spread is three. Um, I'm gonna let you go first on this one because I genuinely have no idea. What I'm picking. Gonna take the Steelers. I think they're just a better team on paper, and that's that's pretty much it. Isn't Zach Wilson yeah, so- back too? Yes, that actually yeah, is going to throw like that Zach Wilson's back makes me mean Steelers as well. Um, just for the sake of, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I'm going to give it a game or two before I pick the Jets because they, I said they it on the show last week. I said the downfall of their somewhat mediocre season is going to be him coming back. He sucks. Joe Flacco yeah. was not that bad. So, yeah, I bet he's going to, I would say at least two interceptions for Zach Wilson today, at least. Steelers defense can come alive against a team like that. They have a soft spot okay. for young white quarterbacks. Uh, last game of the one o'clock schedule Browns at Falcons. The spread is one. The Browns are minus 120. The Falcons are plus 100. I got the Browns here. They're winning games. Keep, they'll keep it going. Just give them our keep the ball, and all will be well. Yeah, I was so tempted to take the Falcons here. Um, This game is going to be ugly defensively because the Falcons don't have a great defense and the Browns are without pretty much everybody on defense, including Miles Garrett, who was in a weird car crash earlier this week. Um, Mm. 
and Jadeveon Clowney, I'm pretty sure, is out. That's what I've heard. At least it was like no status on him playing. Actually, I just the inactive just came out not that long ago. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but um, yeah, I think it's gonna be an ugly defensive game, and because of those reasons, I wanted to take the Falcons. But like you said, the Browns' offense has actually been pretty good, and uh, that running back Tana has been getting it done. Jacoby Brissett's not all that bad, um, and. Yeah, they'd be undefeated if they didn't drop a weird game to the Jets. So uh, I'll take the Browns here. I think the offense is going to carry them to a win in what might be a shootout, believe it or not. <laughs> All right. Uh, next game, Cardinals. Um, sorry, the only 405 game. Cardinals at Panthers. Um, the spread is one. The Cardinals are minus 105. The Panthers are minus 115. Um Let's see. Was uh sorry. Um, call of duty. <laughs> it didn't get released this XB week. weekend. <laughs> Is there a double XP weekend this week? I don't uh, think so. Double weapon, all platforms. Double weapon XP, double battle pass XP from September twenty eighth to October sixth on Call of Duty. Give me the Panthers here. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> um, give me Panthers. Also, wow. alternate spread uh, minus six and a half at plus 174. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Panthers are going to win. Uh, I'm taking the Cardinals. Uh, they're just better. They just are. Um, Baker Mayfield's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's not. <laughs> he simply is. There's zero proof against it. He's okay, literally better than Tom. Are you watching? That's such an offensive pass interference on Adam Thielen. It's I, ridiculous. I haven't seen the replay yet. I see that there's a flag. They're talking about it. That's He just snatched like Lattimore's. I think it's Lattimore's face mask. You've got to call that on him. Oh, yeah. That feels like a... Holding defense. Uh, I feel that like penalty that is declined. Pass interference. Defense. What? Oh, that's a horrible call. And I'm on the Vikings, so that's like first and goal from the one. Man, that's bad. Yeah, that feels like it should be offsetting. I feel like the NFL should change the pass interference rule. Hand fighting, and then he just grabbed his face mask. Where's the defensive pass interference? Well, he, he's holding his arm. He's got his arm pinched and he pulls him away from the ball. So that's definitely where that foul is. I see that. But I, I agree with you that there should also be something for that hand. Yeah, from that's Thielen. offsetting to me. Because see yeah. how he's got both of his hands on the arm and he's got it pinched. And yeah, no, I see Thielen that. Yeah, to me, comes. it was just like, you know, just general hand fighting. Like, not to me, that's, that's a clear defensive pass interference but there should also be something on the offense wow he walked into the end zone holy shit <laughs> wow oh i haven't even, i'm i'm behind by a couple of seconds jefferson's about TV. to score <laughs> on a on an end around oh what the fuck it was like the worst defense i've ever seen and the vikings have the lead okay um How about that okay i'm well, i'm taking on the cardinals to... yes <laughs> On to the next game, um, the first of the two 425 games, uh, the Patriots at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Packers are minus 435. The spread is nine and a half. Nine and a half feels like a lot of points, 
But then again, this is the Patriots we're talking about. So, it feels like a lot um, until it's 34-10 in the first quarter. And then yeah, you're like, so oh, Packer, Packers are going to win this. You have thoughts on Brian Hoyer. Uh, yeah, more so about an exchange I had about Brian Hoyer. I'm taking the Packers as well. Um, if Mac Jones was playing in this game, I'd still take the Packers. Um, if Jacoby Myers was playing in this game and Mac Jones, I'd still take the Packers. Um, yes. I feel like, first of all, people who are Patriots fans who live in this state or live in New England, in the States, whatever, um, they there's two different types of like football Brendans to me. There's the NFL one who does the pickums and whatever, and then there's the Patriots one. So I can sympathize with Patriots fans. However, I just don't think that they know football through and through. I think that we're stuck in the Tom Brady era where we think that we have a we that we think we're favored in every game we play. And that when we lose, it's an anomaly. Whereas this game, to me, I like to throw this term around a lot, was a scheduled loss at the beginning of the season. If you looked at this game, over the summer or preseason or before the regular season, whenever it's hard to imagine that this didn't have a red L next to it before the season even started. In my opinion, this was a scheduled loss. Even if we were at full strength, even if the Packers don't have Aaron Rodgers, I think that this is a scheduled loss. So the fact that Mac Jones isn't playing this week and everyone's like, Oh, the season's over. Oh my God. Like we're going to lose to the Packers. We were going to lose this game anyway. Might as well let them rest an extra week, right? If this is a game that you don't think you can win, why are we going to force him back into this game? Um, and Jacoby Myers, too. Let those guys rest because there's going to be games that matter down the stretch where, hey, you could potentially sneak into the playoffs. In my opinion, the Pats are going to go on a little bit of a run. If you look at the schedule coming up, it's light. Um, rest them up. Like, what? This is, you're going to lose this game anyway. This is a throwaway game for the Patriots. And if they somehow sneak out the victory, then like, wow, good for them. Um, They almost did it with Brian Hoyer against the Chiefs um, in Cam Newton day when Cam Newton got got the co um, and we had to play against the Chiefs. Brian Hoyer, like we almost won that game. So like the only way the Patriots can win this game is if it's just ugly from start to finish. Like the Packers can't get anything going. Our defense shuts Aaron Rodgers down. And, you know, hurdle neck is like pissed on the sidelines at all his rookie wide receivers. And somehow our running game just tears up the Packers defense. And we somehow sneak our way to like a one point victory. That's the only way the Patriots can win this game. I don't see that happening. So I'm going to take the packages as well. My thing with Brian Hoyer, when Mac Jones went out, I'm, I'm a big um, NBC Sports Boston hater as everybody has come to know on this podcast, they posted this thing of this guy who's like, I guess he's, I guess he's known to be like anti-Patriots saying that Mm. the Patriots are better off with Brian Hoyer than Mac Jones. So I commented, you know, another common NBC sports, Boston L, you know, like, of course they're posting this dumb shit. And this guy gets into it with me in the comments, trying to prove to me that Brian Hoyer is a better option than Mac Jones. And that lasted two hours back and forth. We had like 57 comments on the thread. And then I think it got removed by NBC Sports Boston for like spam. Um, and the really? whole thread, the whole thread was just gone. Um, and I thought That's I'd won so it first. Funny. I was like, huh? He, he deleted his comments. And I realized that mine was gone too. Um, this guy was so dumb. You know, when I hate how people who 
are clearly losing an argument will just rely on, oh, you don't know anything about football. Watch football. That's the dumbest fucking argument. Oh, such a noob. If you're a 30-year-old guy using the term noob, you've already lost the argument. You <laughs> like like you already have. That's so stupid. He's like he like I at one point I just started fucking with him. I was, I forget his name. It was like Eric or something. I was like, Eric, show me some stats. Like he all he kept saying was like, Oh, Brian Hoyer is better than Mac Jones. He's like, it doesn't take a genius. Just watch the Patriots games. And then I gave him all of Mac Jones' stats as a starting quarterback, one of the best rookie quarterbacks in the NFL last year. Yeah, he's not having a great year this year, but by no means is it bad. I mean, he's he's averaging like 200 plus yards a game. Um, his completion percentage is okay. His QBR is down, but I mean, that's that I don't take too much stock in because there's other factors that contribute to that. But again, we're talking about Brian Hoyer, who over the last seven years of his career has only started like six games and has yeah, not so played well. I have two thoughts on this. My first one is if Brian Hoyer was better than Mac Jones, then he'd be starting. Mac Jones would not be the starting quarterback. <laughs> there right. you go. That my, was my that was my, my main argument. My second point on this is saying that Brian Hoyer is better than Mac Jones is a lot like having an argument about if it's better to die through cyanide poisoning or through arsenic poisoning, like you're gonna die either way. Both outcomes are pretty shitty. Like, I don't understand why we're arguing about this. Let me pull up the screenshots. Cause I think I said something along those lines. Like to me, just like Max, not that great of a quarterback. He's playing very badly this year. I think it's not necessarily entirely his fault because, you know, the, the receiver core could use some, I mean, I I don't want to say could use some work because they've got some good talent there, but like, you know, certainly chemistry wise, they've got some things to work on. The offensive line is really, really performing badly, but then, you know, a lot of the decisions and throws that Mac makes. I mean, there was one interception last week where he just threw it into triple coverage. I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, at what point did you think it made sense to throw that football? Like, and then there are other ones where it's like, he floats it like 50 feet above the receiver and like, you know, this and that. And so it's like, you know, just some of the throws that he's making haven't been all that great, but like, I don't know. I just, I just don't think that you can really sit here and be like, oh yeah, they're going to win so many more games with Brian Hoyer. Cause I don't think the results right. are all that different regardless of whether or not you think he's better. That's what exactly what I said, Jerome. I said, he just kept telling me how bad Mac Jones was. He's like, he, he's, you know, 27th in QBR through three games. First of all, it's like, we've played three games, you know, like career, number, like, please and like pull up Brian Hoyer stats from the three games this year. Oh wait, you can't, you know? Um, he just kept telling me how bad Matt Jones was. And I was saying, look, this is like arguing whether McDonald's or Burger King is worse. You know, we both established that they're bad, right? I'm not trying to argue that Matt Jones top 10 quarterback in the league by any means. I'm just saying that Mac Jones is a better option than Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer's completed 29 passes in his last six seasons. And he's 36 fucking years old. And I don't think like the only action he ever sees is kneel downs at the end of games, you know? And he just kept telling me like, um, this is the best one. So I was saying like, you know, Mac Jones averaging over 200 yards a game this year, like it's not good, but you know, it's better than Brian Hoyer. He goes, the fact that you think over 200 yards is a good stat 
sums you up as a casual. That pissed me off. He was like, again, I'm not saying it's a good stat. I'm just saying that it makes him better than Brian Hoyer. Like, yeah. again, we're not arguing whether Mac Jones is good or not. And then he goes, tell me you don't know football without telling me. Jones is a bottom five quarterback this year. It's like, okay, again, where would Brian Hoyer be if he was starting? Like your right. bottom one, you know? It, I just, I can't stand it. And that's what happened to us when we posted that graphic about our preseason predictions last summer. Last year, yeah. Everyone just said, oh, you don't know football. Oh, you don't watch football. Shut the fuck up, you 12-year-old, literally. Like, <laughs> I think we do all right for ourselves. We're analysts. Yeah. So yes. please go, yes. I don't know, play in traffic. So, yeah, I'm taking the Packers. All right. Um, next, the only other 425 game, Broncos at Raiders. The Raiders are minus 145. Broncos are plus 125. The spread's two and a half. Um, fuck the Raiders. I got the Broncos. Fuck, I wish you'd taken the Raiders so bad. <laughs> I wanted more division for some reason. I just want every game to be a toss-up just to make it entertaining. Yeah, I I'd said – I think I – I'm pretty spot on with my analysis of Josh McDaniels so far through uh, the 2022 campaign. I said, I think he's going to mm. be the first coach to be fired. Um, and I think that he is not suited for the role that he's in. They are the worst team in football right now, statistically the worst team in football right now. Um, and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I will not pick the Raiders on pick them until they win a game. They have not proven to me that they can win a game. And, they played against teams that they are very capable of beating. So I'm going to take the They Broncos. should be undefeated right now. Yeah, they should be. They really should be. I guess maybe the Titans, like they came back against the Titans and they couldn't get the two-point conversion. Um, but here's the thing. They haven't played a complete game yet. They looked really good against the Cardinals in the first half and then scored zero points in the second half and let the Cardinals in the back door. They were basically shut out against the Titans in the first half and then stormed back in the second half. They haven't played a complete game yet. So I can't back them if I haven't seen them play first whistle to last whistle and collect a fucking win. So I hate picking the Broncos because I think they're so overrated. The Broncos have not. The Broncos are another team that have not won a legitimate game this year. They just won 11 to 10 the other night and like off of a field goal and then a safety. And then what was it? A touchdown with a missed PAT. Isn't that how they arrived uh, at 11? I don't, I don't know. I didn't get to watch the game. I didn't watch the second half. I fell asleep. It was so boring. Um, it was 10-5 at halftime, I think, which is, again, another lacrosse score. Um, yeah. And then I think the five was definitely a field goal and a safety because Jimmy G ran out of the back of the end zone, which was hilarious. Um, and then I Wait, think they scored a touchdown. I think Dan Orlovsky, Orlovsky did, that, did like it. his yeah. first fucking game or something. He tweeted about it. He was like, yeah. oh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> the Saints just hit a 60-yard field goal to tie the game. Oh, they this did hit getting it? good. <laughs> oh, shit. Holy shit. Two minutes left. He just kicked it online and just went through. Damn. Wow. Wow. How about okay. that? We're going to know the winner. Up. The pick em, uh, Not the winner of the pick em, but the winner of that game and the pick em on this podcast. We can update our records. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Um... um so, yeah, I'm picking the Broncos, who have not convinced me of anything. Russell Wilson is annoying the shit out of me. Um, that stupid Subway commercial is, like, the dumbest mm. thing I've ever seen in my life. Be careful. It's spicy. Shut up, dude. He's turning into Tom Brady with the whole, like, 
yeah let me do yeah. every ad in the country and like hang on to one cliche for the rest of my life if i hear let's ride one more time out of his fucking mouth i'm never picking the broncos again on the pick em. this will be the last Broncos week. country let's ride and it's like he does it in the post-game interviews you know yeah. like they're like he's running off the field and like the last thing he'll say being let's ride baby it's like you know what you're doing shut up yeah. you know they're booing him he's been booed back-to-back games by his own fan base when they had five points and they were down to the 49ers, those boos were coming in. And the game before that, too. I forget who they were playing. They ended up winning. It was like back-to-back wins. They've been booed in their own state. Brutal. Brutal. Speaking of uh, commercials, uh, can't wait to discuss Monday Night Football. But we do have one game in between there and here, which is... Sunday night football, 8.30 p.m. Might be the, the Chiefs, first good Sunday night football game of the season. Chiefs at the Buccaneers. Um, minus 105 on the Chiefs, minus 115 on the Buccaneers. Spread is one, over-unders 46. I really don't know where to go here because, to be honest with you, the Buccaneers haven't looked great this year, but I don't like the Chiefs either. So I think I'm going to go Buccaneers just on the Tom Brady effect. Yeah, I'm doing the same exact thing. At the end of the day, it's Brady versus Mahomes. I feel like Brady always has his number for some reason. Um, And you got Mike Evans coming back in what is sure to be a revenge spot for him after missing last week and uh, them losing to the Packers. Look, the the running storyline all year has been the Brady-Giselle thing. I mean, Brady's a fucking drama queen. He takes Wednesdays off now for some reason. And, you know, this might be this might be this, you know, we're all watching Brady die a slow death. Um, that being said, I knew at the beginning of the season that they were going to have a slow start with all this stuff coming. I was like, they, I think they're going to, they're going to muster their way to a couple wins, but they're not going to be the dominant Tampa Bay Buccaneers that they have been for the past couple seasons. And they're not just going to run all over the field and, you know, run through teams. I think it's going to be a struggle for them, but I think, holy shit, Justin Jefferson. Um, I think that this game is going to be the turning point of the Bucs season. I think they're going to start to put it together. They're going to put together a nice offensive performance tonight on Sunday Night Football, their second Sunday Night Football game of the season. Um, and I'm going to take the Bucs. Uh, I just have a little bit more faith in them than I do the Chiefs at this at this moment in time. So give me the Bucs. All right. So on Monday Night Football, shitty commercials, Matt Stafford and his fucking Little Caesars commercial where they, they're like coaching him to save pizza pizza. I hate yeah. that shit bothers me he um yeah he he's been on a little bit of a commercial run he did the at&t one with with lily from at&t that was like on all summer long um and they were like poking fun at the fact that he left the lions to go to the rams in the commercial they're like oh you can switch to at&t even if you've been with your last provider for so long and you love your last provider and you don't want to leave them but there's better opportunities with at&t it was like you know one of those commercials where it was like self-aware um of the situation but yeah matt stafford's becoming a little bit of a uh little bit of an actor kind of like baker mayfield <laughs> um some breaking news on the pod here jj watt just announced that his heart went into afib on wednesday and he had to get shocked back into rhythm i'm reading that right now on thursday so wait so is he out that... no he, he says he's playing what? It, this is his exact tweet as of 12 minutes ago. 
I was just told somebody leaked some personal information about me, and it's going to be reported on today. Oh, I don't I went like to this. on Wednesday. Had my heart shocked back into rhythm on Thursday, and I'm playing today. That's it. I don't so like basically, that. Basically, he didn't go into cardiac arrest. He just had an, uh, an abnormal rhythm, had to go and get shocked. I don't like that tweet. He's trying to be too much of like the fucking Ronnie Lott hard on football guy. Basically, I had I a heart attack on Wednesday and I'm playing today. It. That's it. No, I get that. But like, that's a little, it's a little bit of like trying to be like the selfless, you know, look at me. I had a heart attack and now I'm <laughs> Dude, playing. The third comment, literally the third response on Twitter. Sounds like something an NFL doctor would approve. And then the reply right under it, Mike McDaniels would have him under center today. All right. Can we talk about that for a second? Um <laughs> <laughs> because wait the dolphins already played so we had no reason to talk about tua first of yes. all <laughs> i don't even know where to begin with this but i will uh, say fucking classic nfl taking the scapegoat doctor and firing him and thinking everything's okay yeah yeah classic. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous <laughs> we were both talking about it when he took the hit last week against the bills we were both like, that's the concussion. There ain't no way this dude's all right. He, he should be pulled. down. They, stum- <laughs> they somehow let the man back in the game. And then we're like, okay, like, there's no way that they let him play. And then all of a sudden on Thursday, man literally is like, looks like he's fucking paralyzed on the ground. And they're like, well, he was cleared. So I'm like, it's just irresponsible, man. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. As someone who's had multiple concussions, thank God, none of which have been nearly as severe as that. Like, it's just like my first one was probably along the lines of his one against the bills where it was like, I managed to stay in the game for a little bit, but I was a little bit woozy and kind of fell as I was going off the sidelines type of thing. Um, But the, I just, I just, the, the amount of just long lasting issues that you end up having after having multiple concussions, like this is an organization that there's so much money and so much research that they're doing. You would think that they could fucking figure this out. You know, it's definitely an odd situation because apparently he was monitored all week and, and they said that he was showing no symptoms. So there was Which no reason for him to was not play. Paying, but... Right. First, I'm going to interject real quick. Do you think he makes this or misses it? Um, let's see. How, how, how far are we? 47. 47. It's the Vikings, so he's going to miss it. It's going to be laces out. I think he's going to make it. Where is it? Yeah, right down Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> he, if if was anyone was going to miss that kick, it was Greg Joseph. But I felt like the stakes were too high. I was. We're, we're, it was a playoff game that they missed it because it was laces out, right? Like against the Packers or some shit. But it was yeah. at the University of Minnesota because their field they, they had left their old home field and the new stadium hadn't been built yet. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good kick. Um. Yeah, I don't really know what to think about the Tua thing. I don't. I don't think he should play again this season. Um. He he might. I don't think he should. He, he should. In in reality, he like again. We don't know how long his system. Basically, for those of you who don't know what concussion protocol is, essentially, without going into the nitty gritty of like how they do the tests and things, 
you you need to be asymptomatic for as long as you had symptoms. So that means that, you know, say he's feeling lightheaded and he's having sensitivity to light and the sound and things like that. Um, he, and say he feels those symptoms for three weeks, he then has to go three weeks after that point without symptoms before he can even start a return to play protocol. Um, granted, that's how concussion protocol was eight years ago. When I, this was fall 2015 when I had my second concussion. Um, my first concussion was two years prior to that. And I had the concussion one week, missed, I think, a week of practice and played in the game the next week. Yeah. Like it, it was, um, you know, I, I literally missed a week of football. I, it, it was very much um, different and it, it evolved very quickly over, over time. Um, and so that's, you know, it changes. And so obviously it's been a very long time since my concussion. I don't think that that's something that would change significantly as far as the return to play goes. Oh my God. The injury timeout. Are you ahead? No, no, no. I'm at like 10 seconds. They just waved it off for the injury. Dude, that's unbelievable. Well, first of what all, this... Catch. This game was that was that was an unbelievable catch, but game was going to be over. Yeah, they have no timeouts left. Well, no, but it's a, it's a it's a Vikings timeout. No, I know. I'm saying that just saved oh, them because yeah. the game was going to be over. Well, no, because they were going to spike it. It would have been close. But they're not. They would have had to spike it and then run another play out of bounds. No, they were just short of the. the you think he makes that line? That that's far. I'm saying I don't think they would have had enough time to spike yeah, it with field goal range. Like, a yeah. yard out of his field goal range. Hmm. This is interesting. We're gonna do a, we're gonna do a live play by play on the podcast, even though no, the game's gonna be over by the time people hear this. Andy Dalton right. is should, under should, center. Should, should I do actual play by play? <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. I don't know who any of the guys are. We're also we behind. We're, we're at different times. <laughs> That's behind it. It's 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 always better for the color guy to be behind. It's always better. I'll just, Trust I'll me. just, I'll just react. Like I, I'll just react to how oh I. Oh my see god, they're throwing it. So Dalton to the outside, out incomplete pass. Nine seconds left, so they got time for at least two plays. If they're quick, right? If it's just two seconds, yeah, no, they could, they could get two more plays in, assuming that they do it quick. Oh out my god, like that. Oh my god, I mean, oh my god, oh my god, oh. I can't oh. wait to see this. <laughs> Something almost happened. <laughs> See, we got cover two. Cover two, man, it looks like. Was that incomplete? Yeah, it's incomplete. It's not a catch. Wow. So he almost got five. his second foot in. Now oh, you gee, have to kick the field in. goal, right? Yeah, now you have to go. It's got to be like a 61, right? Oh, more just than that, I 60. think. If field oh, goal range was 61. Yeah. Yeah. Why oh field why was that field goal range? Because Wait, he why is the clock yarder. why is the clock at zero? I mean it's clearly an incomplete catch. I know. So the <laughs> clock should be two. 
Oh, the play clock is going down. I don't know what the fuck's uh, happening. They're just, they're just having clock issues. <laughs> oh, Minnesota took their timeout. That, that oh, they ice them. Okay. Yeah. Shit, we're gonna. Oh no, it's gonna go to overtime. What am I saying? I thought this was a game-winning field goal. Okay, we're fine. Dude, I could have bet on this game to go. I almost bet on it to go to overtime. Tough. I always almost Brutal. do that. <laughs> I'm the good person to have around after something happens to say that I almost. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Hindsight's it. 2020. Get wide. Get wide. Oh, that's good. Oh my god! Wait, he made a. Oh my god! Oh my god! It hit the bar and didn't go through. Oh my! Holy shit! <laughs> All right, hit the ball middle bar. Kick is up. What? Did it double doink? Did it go yeah, upright and, it, it and it into the middle it bar? It didn't bounce through. It bounced on this, on the field side and not the back side. Holy crap. Oh, my God. I need to that's see a replay insane. of that. That's actually the most entertaining thing that's happened in a London NFL game in a long time. All right, let's see the replay. It looked good the whole way. I mean, you had the let. What did it hit? No. It hit the post and then yeah, the middle doink. bar. Did it triple? It double doink. Wait, it's going to come down again. Oh, it almost tripled. It like, it like skimmed it on the third bounce. Dude, wow. What wow. shit luck that is. Oh, my God. Field goal post looks extra neon in London. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's wild. That is unbelievable. Can I just say how players, (laughs) dude, look at all of the just like in the background behind it, how there's so many different jerseys. Oh, the Saints coach started celebrating. Oh, man. Oh, I know. All the London people wear like the most random jerseys to the game. Yeah, there's like Patriots, Packers, Seahawks, fucking <laughs> Buccaneers, like 49ers. All right, we're two and oh to start the day. All right, sorry, I'm two and oh. You're one and one. All right, but I'll take it. A win is a win. That puts me positive as far as my win total goes. All right, let's pick this game. Let's pick Monday night football and get to watching yes, some yes, football. Yes. Um, so it's it is Rams at 49ers. The Rams are plus 105. The 49ers are minus 125. The spread's one and a half. I feel like... Okay, are there injuries or something on the Rams? Like, I don't think so. Not any notable I, injuries, I should say. I really don't understand why the Rams Well, are let's think about this for a second. Yeah, I think the Rams should be favored, but I don't hate the line. I think if you flipped it, it would make sense. Yes, I agree. The Rams, like I said, have not looked good. Well, they yeah, really they've given up a lot of points. They like I think the Super Bowl hangover is hitting them a little too hard. They really have not looked all that good. So, like, I'm not surprised by the line on this game. I, I think you could make the argument that the Rams should be favored. Um, but yeah. I like I I I'm not shocked that it's as tight as of a spread as it is. No, I get why it's tight. I just don't really understand the Rams not being favored. It really doesn't make any sense to me at all. So you are picking? I I feel like I should pick the Rams here. I feel like it makes sense. I think I think that that makes makes sense. 
I'm going to go with the Niners. I'm of the belief that Vegas knows something that we all don't. Like I said last week with the Colts and the Chiefs, granted the Colts weren't like favored to win the game, but just the spread. Um, but there's, you know, the Vikings being favored over the Packers in week one. And we were all like, what the hell is this? And the Vikings came out and beat them by like 16 points. A lot of weird stuff like this is going on this year. And Vegas, like I said to you over text, Vegas hasn't been wrong really all year with mm. weird stuff like this when the lines and the favorites and the underdogs aren't as we think they should be tends to end up being the reality of the situation so i'm just going to go with the niners um could be an ugly one these two teams haven't looked yeah. great all year so this this could be an ugly game so i'll take the niners and that makes one two three four five six seven games that we disagree on how about that that's probably the first time that's ever happened so this could be this could be a pretty pivotal week for pickup either yeah, way or I mean, we could just split in, it <laughs> like yeah, some, in, one person in, could win four to three in, in theory um like you could end up closing the gap, right? Because you're only, I guess, very easily you can close the gap because it's only I kind three. Of, yeah, do, I, do I have two, three more wins than you or two more? It's two. Because I won last week. Yeah. And technically only one because I won on Thursday. But again, the week's right. not over. So, yeah, this is, or you could run away with it pretty early on. It's never over. <laughs> no. If no, you just go seven over. and oh this week, like, count me out. That'd be insane. That'd be insane. I'm waiting for I hope someone has a perfect week this season. It would be nice. We've come pretty close in the past, but I don't think it's ever happened. I think we yeah, we've I think always my been best like one was like off. one loss. Yeah, you losses. were eleven and one back in the we'd only do Sunday days. Mm. Um, so it was twelve games. So yeah, I remember you could win eleven and one one time. I think my best week was like ten and two. Um but yeah, we've we've been kind of chugging along and pick them. Maybe this week we do really well, both of us. Yeah, we'll I don't see. think we, I don't think we Hopefully both can we got do well. This generally figured out. Hopefully it's a little bit more predictable now. Yeah, I think we're starting to get a pulse on the NFL season, which is good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all I have for uh, for the pick them now. Anything else? Yeah, I don't think I've got anything else either. Um, go Mets. Yeah, I, you know, I'm rooting. Watch out for go go real Mets and uh, and wiffle Mets. And watch out for <laughs> Padres Diamondbacks is this week, right? Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. And then Mets Yankees will be the following, and then we'll get into World Series schedule. Will be released after that. Um, I can't wait for people to see the World Series, man. Yeah, I'm World just saying, it's good. it's awesome. I've been editing this series, the um, NLCS, and it's juicy. Like this shit mm. that went down. So and I, like I'm, your I'm series excited. too. I'm, yeah, the I'm ALC. really excited to watch to watch yours. I mean, because you, yeah, you weren't there. I know, yeah. I know what happened, but yeah, I, I was not there. So this is one of those series that I really, you know, every once in a while with the ones that I didn't play, and I go back and watch them just to you know see what was going on. Um, but reports, this one you know. was, you know, I was generally genuinely interested in to you know see what the result was. So. It's a great series. Um, yeah, I'll definitely, once that gets posted, I'll definitely make sure to watch that. Yeah, and then T-Bear Wiffle tonight, Michael and I are going to try and catch up on the regular season games so that we can get to, like, where we're at in the videos and mm. talk about these series, like, soon. Because I said to Michael, I was like, I've got stuff to say about he and I, his and my series, like, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so yeah but we're gonna we're gonna try and catch up um and then we can have like everybody on for the playoffs and like for you know like our series the regular season series the second one that we played at the end of the year like we'll have like you and jackson on with me and Farula. yeah that'll be good to talk about man that series was just so crazy yeah and then like like you and i I went back and looked at my i didn't realize how good of a series i had until you posted all the stats on the website the stats are like so awesome it's so cool i I love that we have them out there Mm because it's just like I bore like what was crazy about that series is Jackson like did well enough, but I pretty much passed him as far as uh, in offensive year goes. I mean, obviously he had yeah. way more um, RBIs than I did, but I had only what two less home runs than he did, three less home runs than he did on the year in three yeah. less games. My average was like two hundred points higher. My OBP was yeah. Higher. People like, kind of forget but, that but, he started like I don't want to say fucking around because he wasn't fucking around, but he was striking out a lot against the Diamondbacks yeah. and yes. against not really us. I guess a couple times against us. Who else did you? The Yankees were no. You played the Yankees and, like back basically back. everyone that we played after the All Star break. He yeah. he kind of took his foot off the gas offensively. Just not, I shouldn't say took his foot off the gas. He stopped being patient. Um, right. So like for me, he all year long, I was just like, there, yeah. I was content to take the walks, get on base, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was fine to just get on there, not make it out. It got to the point for Jackson where he was like bored and not hitting the ball. And so he started swinging yeah. <laughs> all over the place and striking out a lot. And so his second half went down, but I managed to keep steady and improve. Um, which you know helped us to win all of our games through the uh, the end of the regular season. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it, it, it was just funny to look back at it because I had like seven home runs that series. Like, you I did, literally, yeah, you went off. I hit like two. I had a third of my home runs just against yeah. you guys. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm just super excited still... for all of this to come out. You know, yeah. it's gonna be great. And you know, next season, like I was texting you, I'm like it everything the way that everything's trending right now, it's just like the work that we're doing behind the scenes in terms of like planning everything. Cause like, that's already going on as this, you know, production of the season is wrapping up. It's like, it's going to be awesome. Like the talk of more teams is exciting to me. The talk of a draft potentially is exciting to me of like free agents, which I think would be up your alley because I think not, you might be losing a player. You're not going to be losing a player, but like you kind of lost the player before the season started. <laughs> yeah like i think it'd be nice for you to have like a consistent third guy probably yeah. same yeah, with us sure. you know like our you know our guy tarmy left for from the cape and um brownie just doesn't care so like that'd be that'd be nice if both of our teams could like draft a young guy you know bring him into the system so um yeah, yeah that'll be it's all gonna be very exciting i'm excited for it so yeah um so lots of content coming out on all fronts. So just be on the lookout for that. But uh, yeah, we're only we're only what seven weeks away from uh, from the TVR bowl. So I, I didn't even know it was that close. I mean, they, we're in October, right? It's only it's that's the third right, week it's in October. October. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I've lost all concept of time since COVID, really. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's it has been. It's weird to think that we're already four weeks into the NFL season. It seems like not that long ago that we were like, oh, it's so close. Like just a couple more weeks until the NFL starts. And now we're like almost a quarter of the way through. 
So it's crazy. But um, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I'm, I'm hoping to improve on my undefeated TBR bowl record. <laughs> the one and L record. <laughs> the one and L record. I need to improve <laughs> this year. Have like four catches and a touchdown instead of three catches and a touchdown. Still don't Fair. understand how I scored that touchdown, by the way. Like, you just go back and watch that. I don't know how Michael didn't pull my flag. Like, I don't the even just had a Oh, the, yeah, that's right. You like the flag got pulled I, up I twice and it didn't the, come out. I caught it in the middle of the field. Literally wasn't even holding my flags. Like, my flags were just in normally. Yeah. Like, I wasn't blocking them or anything. Michael had a full-on grip on the flag. Yanked it. it. Pop Nothing out. happened. <laughs> I thought I got tackled. Like, I was just like, all right, I'm done. Look down. They're both there. Everyone's screaming at me to run. So I just ran and managed <laughs> to get into the end zone. I was like, it was the weirdest, the weirdest touchdown ever. I might play quarterback this year. Just been, you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I feel like. It's not the reason why we lost because, like, Michael was good and, like, Christian was good. But, like, like Carp said, Carp's like, you know, you feel like you have more control as, like, the team captain. He's mm-hmm. like, the ball's in your hands on every play. Um, you know, it's up to you to do something with it. But he's like, at least you're not, like, putting your faith in, like, someone else. I also got, like, two targets last year. I was pissed about that. And one of them was a touchdown. And the other was a two-point conversion. You had three targets. because Three. The oh, yeah, there was that... one that went, yeah. That went like right over your hands. Yeah. That then hit me in the chest. I don't even count that as a target for me. That was like fifty feet over my head. He was probably throwing it. It wasn't. It it was. (laughs) It was over your head enough that it wasn't catchable, but close enough that I thought you were going to make an attempt and try and catch it and deflect it. It was also. I was in no way prepared to catch the football. It was also at the stage of the game where we were down by like three touchdowns and like. I just didn't care anymore. So the ball came my way. I was like, that's clearly over my head. So I didn't even jump for it. I was like, eh, it's going, it's going elsewhere. <laughs> like, I don't care, to, you know? So maybe, yeah. Maybe, and I don't like running all that much. So maybe I'll just play quarterback. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair or, enough. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. We'll talk, we'll talk strategy soon. But, um, but yeah, that's all I've got for episode 116. So um, thank you all so, so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week, week five pick on episode 117. Listen to TBR Wiffle tonight. Listen to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Wiffleball, YouTube, TikTok, all of that. And Seth, where can where can they find us next? <laughs> we will see all of you on the <laughs> Have a good week, guys.